Congratulations, Los Angeles. How about that? The first one since 1988, and what a way to make it happen. Julio Urias, absolutely brilliant through the last few innings. A strikeout looking to end the whole thing, and the party is on. We're going to take your phone calls like you just heard, 877-710-ESPN. We're going to throw a party. We're going to last as long as you want to do this. We're going to take as many calls as you want. I'm looking at the news right now. People are having a great time celebrating this Dodger championship, and what a way to get it done. What an incredible ball game at the end of an incredible World Series, and yeah, now that Game 4 thing that happened a few days ago, we can laugh at that. That becomes funny all of a sudden because they finally got it done. Let's start right here how good does it feel to know that Clayton Kershaw finally has a World Series how good does it feel to know that that thing he had to carry around right up until about a half an hour ago is gone forever no more does anybody ever get to say yeah but when it comes to Clayton Kershaw nobody ever gets to say yeah but what about nope that is gone forever the Dodgers are World Series champions and you could say the same thing for Kenley Jansen as well Kenley Jansen has been fantastic in his career as a Dodger he didn't really get to pitch tonight obviously he didn't pitch particularly well in the World Series but who cares he has a World Series championship as well the Dodgers get it done three to one they were behind we're going to talk about Kevin Cash's decision to take out Blake Snell um thank you Kevin Cash because I don't know if we're throwing this party right now if he doesn't do that and then of course the ultimate curveball screwball whatever you want to call it and I guess there isn't anything more 2020 than this Justin Turner tested positive for COVID in the middle of the game. That's why he came out in the eighth inning. That's why all of a sudden when you saw Edwin Rios at third base, you're thinking, well, that's kind of weird, right? Why is Justin Turner not on the field? Well, it's because he tested positive in the middle of the game. Here is the reporting on that very quickly. In the second inning, previous tests came back inconclusive for Justin Turner. The samples from today had just arrived and then were run. That one showed up positive. The league immediately called the Dodgers and said to pull uh, Justin Turner off the field. That's according to Jeff Passan. So that's why he wasn't out there for the last couple of uh, innings. Now, what in the world would that have meant had you gone into a Game 7? Thank goodness we never have to figure it out. I want to talk about Julio Urias. I want to talk about Alex Wood, who is going to kind of get lost in the shuffle of all of this. We'll do that. We'll talk about Dave Roberts getting a World Series championship. We'll talk about how this was about as resilient a baseball team as we've seen in L.A. in a very, very long time. We've seen good teams. I don't know if we've ever seen a team quite this resilient and what they've been able to do. Keep in mind, this was a team that was down three games to one in the National League Championship Series, and every, oh, here they go again, had been said. All the calls had been made, all the tweets had been sent, the columns had been written about, why can't this team get over the hump? Three in a row. And then they go into the World Series, and they have that unbelievably weird ending to Game 4, and it's, oh, Everybody kept the faith. Everybody in that clubhouse kept the faith. The manager kept the faith. The players kept the faith. They come back. They win the next two games, and they got it done tonight. 877-710-ESPN. Make the call. We're going to take as many of them as we can. Let's start with this. Blake Snell was dealing for the Rays tonight. He was absolutely <laughs> dealing. The Dodgers were doing nothing against him. I mean, when I mean nothing doesn't even begin to, to to explain it. He had struck out nine guys. 
He had walked zero, none, nine strikeouts, zero walks, had given up two hits, and really only one of them was hit on the barrel. The one from Austin Barnes was not a hard hit ball. Five and a third innings, only 73 pitches, and the Dodgers were getting diced up by Blake Snell. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Austin Barnes gets a hit single to center field. Wasn't a rocket. Wasn't a ball that nearly left the ballpark. It wasn't any of those things. It was a single to center field. That's all that it was. And Kevin Cash jumped up like he'd gotten cattle prodded. He basically sprinted to the mound to get Blake Snell out. And you could hear it wherever Dodger fans are in this country, whether they were in the ballpark in Arlington, wherever they were there in Los Angeles or Orange County or Riverside County or wherever they were listening to this, everybody jumped up off of their couches or out of their seats and said, Thank you, Kevin Cash, for doing that. This is where analytics can go all sorts of wrong. This is where you have to trust your eyes because, look, look in your darkest part of your heart, Dodger fan. If Blake Snell stays in that game, we're probably playing a game seven, aren't we? I'm not saying he's going to finish the nine innings. Who knows what happens? But the longer he goes, the more tight the Dodgers get, and who knows what happens after that. Just a really, really mind-bending decision by the Rays manager. And look, as Dodger fans, we've seen some decisions along the way too that have made us scratch our heads. Let's call it what it is tonight, though, right? Dave Roberts could not have made better decisions with his pitching than he did. At every single time you started to think, I started to think, you know what? He's got to go get this guy. He went and got him, and it worked. Tony Gonsolin was not great, but, 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 let's go back to that first inning, right? He gets the first guy out. You have a three-pitch strikeout right out of the gate, and you're thinking, okay, pretty nice start, and then the greatest baseball player ever to walk the face of the earth, Randy Rosarena, hits a home run. like, all right, here we go. This is going to be a whole new ball game. And then all of a sudden, Gonsolin is on tilt. He's just not looking like he did right out of it. A Rosarana homers, Meadows singles, Lau walks. So now you have two guys on, only one out, a run is in, and Gonsolin got out of it. He got a fly ball to right field, then he strikes out Wendell. That was big. That was an inning that could have been two or three runs very, very easily. Instead, it was just one, and the Dodgers kept it very, very small. Then in the second inning, you get Otamus who strikes out. You get Kiermaier with a hard double. You get Zunino strikes out. Choi walks. At that point, you could hear it from all the way up to Santa Barbara, all the way down here to Orange County. And you're thinking to yourself, you've got to get him out of the game. Here comes Dave, right on cue, boom, Dylan Floro comes in, boom, boom, boom. Strikes out the hottest guy on the planet in Randy Rosarena on three pitches. And I'll say it again, they keep it at one. One run is incredibly manageable in Major League Baseball. It's virtually nothing. The pressure is exactly the same with a one-run lead as it is in a tie ball game. It is absolutely imperative that they kept it as close as they did, and they did it. And the next thing you know, here comes Alex Wood. Alex Wood, who was not on the roster earlier in the playoffs. Alex Wood, who was hurt earlier this year. Alex Wood, who really was kind of nowhere on this team for the vast majority of the season, gives you two innings with three strikeouts, zero hits, and zero runs, and just goes right through them. It was that moment where you realized, you know what? The Dodgers are going to win this game. The Dodgers, or at the very least, they're going to be in this game. This is not going to be one of those games where you're chasing runs, where you fall well behind, because guys were stepping up into it, and maybe nobody more than Alex Wood. I'll be honest. The one thing that made me go, uh-oh, 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 
was Pedro Baez being brought into the game. And you know what? He did all right. He, he got two guys out. He got one strikeout. He did give up one hit. But then in comes Victor Gonzalez to clean up that inning. He gives you a clean inning the next inning. In comes Gratterall, who gets a couple of guys out, gives up one scratch hit along the way, and then turn it over to one of the guys that has the biggest set of you-know-what you're ever going to see. Julio Urias goes out there and absolutely dominates Tampa over the last two and one-third innings. Two and a third innings, four strikeouts, and nothing but zeros. They didn't do anything against Urias. Just absolutely nowhere. And there was no question at all that he was going to go out there for the eighth. There was no question at all he was going to go out there to the ninth. I told you the other morning, and oh, by the way, we'll be doing it again tomorrow morning. I told you the other morning when they said, oh, Urias is not going to be available. I said, you want to bet? You want to bet that you don't see him at the end of a game where the Dodgers have a narrow lead or a tie game? That's exactly what happened. And he could not have been any better than he was. All right, we're going to start the party. We're going to take some phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. We're going to do that. We're going to read some of your tweets. All of that coming up on a World Series postgame show on 710 ESPN. You know what's just fantastic? All the slow-mo shots of all the guys on the field in the Dodgers when that third out was recorded. We just saw Corey Seager. I'm looking at Cody Bellinger right now. Just the raw emotion, just absolute euphoria from all these guys. There's Max Muncy, the biggest smiles you're ever going to see. And we've all got them on our face as well. The Dodgers win the game 3-1. to one. The Dodgers are world champions right on the heels of the Lakers being world champions as well. And right now we'll check in with none other than Mayor Eric Garcetti. Mr. Mayor, it is a pleasure to have you here tonight what a celebration in our city I, I just had to call in to celebrate man what an amazing night and to paraphrase our dear friend vin scully in a year that's been so impossible the incredible has happened and i loved hearing your description in the last segment of every bit of this incredible game boy we were all on pins and needles waiting but what an amazing pitching crew what an amazing team um, each one of them. I mean, we have so many superstars, but they truly acted as a team and showed the resilience of the city. Um, and in a year when we've been through so much, back-to-back Lakers and Dodgers is exactly the sweet, sweet victory that we needed. Waiting 32 years, I feel like a kid all over again. Yeah, well, I, I was a kid the last time that they did this. I was a senior in high school, so it makes me it takes me back to a very fond time. I, I like the word that you used, and I think that it is absolutely the right word, not just for this team, but like you talk about everything that we've all been going through for these last several months as well. The resilience of this team. This team was on the verge of losing in the National League Championship Series, down 3-1. They had a gut punch in Game 4, and yet here we are. We're celebrating a World Series championship. Just a testament to not just the players, but to Dave Roberts, to Everybody that never lost faith. Absolutely. You know, L.A. is this imperfect paradise. We don't sugarcoat things, but think about this city. We dig deep. We work hard. We reinvent ourselves. We keep going. And the Dodgers, you know, this year, and, and kudos to Dave Roberts, who's a dear friend and just what a leader. Um, and, you know, it is so easy. Everybody second guesses everything you do. Um, and he made the right decisions at the right time. He took the right risks. And, you know, this team, which has many of them been away from their families, we heard what happened with Justin tonight, and our, our love and thoughts are with him. I hope he's in a, in a uh, in, you know, sealed bathroom stall with his own, you know, uh, magnum of champagne someplace yeah, getting to celebrate. Uh, but we all saw what they sacrificed to give us this joy tonight, and after three decades of waiting for it, you know, this has been an incredible team for many years, but we began to doubt ourselves. Could we close? Could we get there? And they showed us never give up, never stop fighting. It's like the spirit of the city, and I'm so proud of L.A. 
Okay, uh, we're talking with Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles. Mr. Mayor, when they took Kevin Cash out, I jumped out of my chair and started <laughs> running around my living room. What were you doing when you saw Kevin Cash come out to get Blake Snell? I said, thank you, God. I said, thank you. <laughs> I mean, look, we were out pitching in terms of the strikeouts. Let's not forget that collectively, our guys. Mm-hmm. But holy mackerel, I'm like, we're going to game seven. And I had the superstition that we win the odd games and they win the even games. And I had this smack talk back and forth with the mayors of Tampa and St. Petersburg because they play in St. Petersburg and right. friends, uh, Mayor Castor and, and Kreisman. But, you know, I was sure that they were going to push us to one more game if this guy stayed in long enough. So when we just were able to break that seal and scare him out, I knew that we had a shot because our guys are unafraid. Uh, they kind of lost themselves at the beginning. I haven't seen so many off-balance swings. Um, but, you know, they never give up on themselves. That's last inning. And the moment you come up, they're fearless, and they showed it, and they produced it. All right, so I got one more for you. Obviously, because we're in the situation we're in where we can't have large gatherings, we can't have parades, we can't have parties the way that we do it, how should we celebrate this thing? What are we going to do both in the city and in the area to celebrate this championship? I know we're going to do some stuff here on the radio station, but what can we do to let everybody in the city know that we're all incredibly excited for the Dodger World Championship? Well, we've been talking about the Dodgers. It'll take a couple of days for them to get back to their families and to celebrate themselves, make sure that Justin's all good and everything like that. But then, you know, we've been talking to them. We're open to suggestions, by the way. Send your suggestions to City Hall. We've got to do it safely because this is the year. We don't want one day of celebration to set us back weeks or months. But come on, we're L.A., we're creative. We're going to light this town up blue. We're going to make sure that we have a day that we all can celebrate where we are, watch them maybe in some iconic places. Um, some have suggested, you know, car parades. We're, we're open, and we'll talk to the county officials about what will still meet our public health requirements. But this isn't going to be just about tonight. There has to be a day, even if it's a, uh, some, some weeks or months out, where we celebrate with these guys who brought home after 32 years the greatness of this city and reestablished the Dodgers as a championship franchise they always have been. That is Mayor Eric Garcetti. Mayor, appreciate you calling in. We're all going to celebrate. We're going to keep the party rolling. Thank you so much for checking in with us. And congratulations to you. Congratulations to the Dodgers. Well, congratulations to everybody, everybody right now. Everybody wins. Back one open the backyard right now. Thanks, brother. Yep. You got Take it. Care. Thank you. All right. That was great. I mean, it's just it, – it, look – I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. The the Lakers are world champions. The Dodgers are world champions. And that is just wonderful. But there's just that little piece in the back. He makes, oh, my gosh, how good would it be to throw that party, to see that parade, to see all those guys in the back of fire trucks and the confetti and all that stuff. And they'll figure something out. They will find a way to do that for sure. All right. We got a lot more to get to. We're going to talk to Mace. I know that LZ is going to come on as well. We're going to do all that. Plus, we're going to do it right now. We're going to take some more of your phone calls. We're going to start in Pasadena with Javier, Javier, you are on the World Series postgame show where the Dodgers are world champions. What's up, Javier? Yes, what's up, Travis? Whoop, whoop! And how good is it? Look, I was 10 years old when I seen the Kirk Gibson home run. <laughs> and I was ecstatic. And I and, and look, people don't know, but they, they used to give in Channel 4, it came out in Channel 4, and they used to give a, a, a song after the World Series. And that song was one moment, in t- one moment in Time by Whitney Houston. It was mm. like the best narration of the whole series in one. <laughs> and I just loved it, man. And, I, and big ups to, to everybody in the L.A. organization, ESPN. Hey, baby, two for two. What can we do? It, well, I, I mean, baby. the Rams are I, five and two. I'm just throwing it out there. Who knows, right? 
I'm, Maybe we'll I'm go a 49er fan, so I really don't care about that right now. <laughs> well, you could be a 49er fan tomorrow. Tonight we're all Dodger fans, and the Dodgers got it done. Thanks for the call, Javier. Outstanding. Very, very good right there. Let's do another one. Let's go down to Orange and Renee. Renee, you are on a Dodger World Championship party. What's going on, Renee? Woo! Travis, can you believe that? <laughs> How about that? Come on, man. Two championships, the Lakers, the Dodgers. It's 88 all over. I mean, come on, man. This was great. Once, oh, wait, wait. First, let me thank the, the Rave manager for pulling Snell. Yeah. Opening that lineup. Yes, he was. Oh, I cannot believe that they pulled him out. I well, still cannot believe that they pulled him out. <laughs> I'm shocked. I I, I I was shocked when it happened, Renee. I, 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 I couldn't believe it, and I get it. These guys, they're they're all Ivy League educated. They're all math wizards. They're computer geniuses, all of these things. I understand all that. They're smarter than me. I concede that they're smarter than me. You don't take out a guy that's given up two hits and nobody's barreled a ball in three hours. You don't take him out of the game. Just an unbelievably bad decision. And I know, I'm sure there's a spreadsheet. I'm sure there's a win probability graph that tells you when Blake Snell goes past 74 pitches, he falls off a cliff, and he's not the same guy. Uh, I'm taking my chances. I am taking my chances. I've watched enough baseball to know the Dodgers were not getting good swings against that dude. He struck out nine and walked none. They'd had two hits. They had one hard-hit ball all night long. One and you go get him after a, a just a you know a run of the mill everyday single to center field. I uh, I mean I look Kevin Cash obviously is a very good manager to get his team into the World Series. He was a good manager up until this point and managed his bullpen pretty well. But that's just a really really tough deal. Just an incredibly tough deal. That said, I'll take it. You know what's great and and, and this doesn't minimize anything about that Kirk Gibson home run back in 1988. It's going to be really damn nice to see a new uh, new highlight with the Dodgers winning the World Series, right? It's going to be you know what's going to be great about it. The next time we see a Dodger highlight, and I'm looking at it right now, it just popped up on the TV. It's in high def. It is 2020. It is Julio Urias. It's Austin Barnes throwing his glove and his mask in his air. Everybody coming down. Just an absolutely wonderful scene in Texas. The only thing that could have made this a little bit better is if it were here in LA at Dodger Stadium because I'm seeing those incredibly white uniforms with those Dodger blue numbers, the little red on the front, and it's just the best uniform in baseball, and it looks even better inside a Dodger stadium. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. More of your calls. We're going to check in with Mace. We're going to check in with LZ. We are just getting started. We'll talk about Corey Seager winning the MVP for the World Series after winning the MVP for the National League Championship Series. All that straight ahead on 710 ESPN. Absolutely, they are the champions. The Dodgers win tonight. They win the game 3-1. to one. They win the World Series 4-2, to two, and and in a season that felt like it may never get off the ground, in a season that felt like it may come to a very quick conclusion after a whole bunch of COVID tests early on, it ends with the Dodgers in Dallas, Texas, of all places, winning the World Series. He's been with us after each and every one of these World Series games. Time to check in with Steve Mason. Mason, what's it like on the ground there? What was it like to be in the building and see the Dodgers close it out? It was, I mean, among my 
lifetime highlights. I'll be honest with you. You know, Trev, I, am, I lost my voice a little bit. I'm a huge Dodgers fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there in a press pass, but I am a huge Dodgers fan. And I've been chasing this team around the country for the last seven, eight years, St. Louis and Washington and uh, Boston and Houston. And to finally get it is so friggin' sweet, man. <laughs> it is so sweet. Really is. People always say it's nice. The station puts you up at all these places. No, I'm I'm paying my own way. I pay my own <laughs> yeah. freight. I'm a Dodgers yeah, They don't know fan. how it rolls I'm in our to, building, do they? <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm going to the games no matter what. I don't care what you say. Uh, so I could not be more excited. I couldn't be more happy for uh, the couple of guys that you were talking about. It's a, yeah. it's really sad that uh, Justin Turner uh, isn't is. able to celebrate with his teammates because he's been such he's been the heart and soul of this team for a long time. Uh, but to see Clayton Kershaw, first series he's ever won two games in happens to be this World Series. Uh, he had a great postseason. Every one of his starts was a quality start. Uh, on top of that, Kenley Jansen, I know he didn't get into the game, but he also has been a great Dodger. Absolutely. It is such a great team it is such a great team i'm happy for dave roberts who pushed every right button all night long even when i thought he was going through pitchers too fast he just what he was doing he had a really good plan and kevin cash i think i tweeted this analytics bit him in the ass man bit him in the ass uh i'm telling you you know they pulled him out just before he saw mookie betts yeah. Just before he saw Mookie, which would be the start of going through the lineup for a third time, they were, and, and again, I, I'm a huge believer in analytics. I love these numbers. I'm a fan of these numbers, but it has to be matched with the eye test. And the eye test told me that Blake Snell was absolutely dealing a one-hitter with how, how many strikeouts? He, Ten strikeouts? Nine, nine strikeouts? Nine. Nine strikeouts. I mean, yeah. there's no way I take that guy, that guy out of the game. No, no, um, and I, I'm not surprised that when he did, that when they did, they made hay. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm a believer in the analytics over the course of a giant season. You know, 162 games, the data doesn't lie. But on a night, it absolutely can lie. It absolutely can mislead you. And, look, Kevin Cash is a major league player. He's been around baseball his entire life. Yep. I get that he knows baseball, but I don't understand. I don't care how good the math is. If you've watched the ball come out of Blake Snell's hand for the last five-plus innings and he's just tearing through guys, this was a scratch single to center field this was not a ball that yeah. knocked a wall down this was just a, a base hit the most routine base hit you've seen and i get it mookie's a dangerous guy and he proved that soon enough with that double down the line and the home run later on but i'm going down with my best guy and tonight blake snell was their best guy i i don't care how many math equations you show me that it was the right decision it was a terrible decision Okay, so I don't think it was his decision at all. I don't think that's a Kevin Cash decision. I think that's a front office decision. I think they decided uh, beforehand, you get him out before he sees Mookie for the third time. And I think Cash was just following orders. Um, That was their script tonight, and they were going to stick with it no matter what, despite what anybody saw. Um, So I And I think actually Dave Roberts is managing a little bit more uh, by feel now. Some of the things he's doing are really feel. The way he operated the bullpen tonight, the fact that he went to Urias uh, when he did and rode him all the way to the finish, I thought a lot of that stuff was just gut feel. I thought he did. This was a masterful job as manager. He manipulated a pitching staff that had a flawed bullpen and found a way to get them across the finish line. I am so proud of that team, and I am so proud to be a Dodger fan.
Yeah, it was all the things you said. It was such a, a wonderful conclusion to just a, a super bizarre season. I want to talk a little bit about Julio Urias because, you know, like Mace, you said this. You know this. I know this. All Dodger fans, are, this was supposed to be the next big thing. He was the guy yes. that when they when they signed him, remember they found him when they went to go look at Puig down in Mexico, and they said, you know, right, take right. a left-handed kid too, and he was the guy, 19 years old, up in the big leagues, and he was the next guy that was going to be the Dodger ace, and it didn't yes. happen for a variety of different reasons. Then Walker Bueller shows up, and he becomes that guy, and they never really found a good role for Julio along the way for him to have established himself as a starting pitcher earlier in the series and then to come out of the bullpen tonight the way that he came out of the bullpen in Game 7 in the NLCS. This is a Dodger legend. Now, whatever happens going forward, I hope it's nothing but wins and more championships, but just an incredible performance that we're going to remember forever. Yeah, and you know, one of the things we saw a lot of Mexican flags uh, yep. in uh, Globe Life Field uh, for Julio Urias, for Victor Gonzalez. Um, you know, Urias, the sky is the limit. I mean, we've seen him in clutch situations now, in high leverage situations. Uh, I think he is, a, he is a once every five days guy for the Dodgers next year, without question. He fits into that rotation perfectly. Um, and I, what a, a lot of guile you know that word guile mm -hmm. just a lot of guile man he's just not afraid of those big moments what is that yeah no he's not afraid of the big moment at all this is a guy i mean you you saw it last night you saw or should say tonight you saw it when he made a start the other night that you know some days you're gonna have your good stuff some days you're gonna have something other than your good stuff but there's never a moment where that dude has looked like anything other than let's go let's get this on let's get started he is fearless, no question and that is the number one thing i i think you can have for a pitcher stuff is is right there but if you have if you can combine stuff with the ability to i'm not afraid of anybody let's get this going when he got a rosa rain out early you're you're like you know what they're going to roll through this right now yeah i i thought uh, just a replay of the nlcs uh the uh the final outs recorded by julio Arias, and i'm glad that dave roberts you know there were sentimental things right he could have done he could have gone to kenley he could have gone to clayton kershaw who was down <laughs> in the bullpen the idea of kershaw on the mound uh for the uh, finish of that series would have been interesting but you know what it's not about loyalty. It's about winning. And the guy who was going to win for you was Julio Rios. And Dave Roberts uh, had the acumen to be able to know that. Yeah, one, one more thing before we let you go, Mace. I know that your voice is going on you a little bit, too, and you've, you've got a, a show to do tomorrow. Just I, like, became a press, I, I, became, I was a press guy, and all of a sudden I became a yelling fan. <laughs> I, I totally get it. This is going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit, um, but I think it was incredibly important. What Alex Wood did coming out of the bullpen in relief was it, it let everything calm down. Gonsolin was on tilt from the beginning, and all of a sudden he came in there and gave you two flawless innings, just let everybody catch their breath, and guys, we're in this, we're good to go. He really settled things down. Down. Yeah, I mean, I, I he did settle things down after Gonsolin. And, you know, I said beforehand, I thought Alex Wood should have been the game six starter. I felt much better about him than I did about Alex Wood, especially after he threw those two scoreless the other night. Wood looked great, and he did clean up some mess. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that bullpen, I, you know, that Dylan Floro comes in and gets a big out. Uh, Victor Gonzalez pitches really well. Uh, the Buffalo, uh, Br Brewster Gratterall pitches well. I mean, everybody top to bottom, I mean, I don't know exactly the bullpen numbers, but they shot them out. Yeah. I know that much. Yep. Uh, I mean, they, so 
They they were they were fantastic. You can't ask for any more. I mean, they gave up one run. It was in the first inning to the hottest guy on the face of the earth, and from that point forward, they gave up nothing. I mean, and it wasn't just tonight. You go back to last night or two nights ago when Trinan was lights out. You go back and Gratterall, like you mentioned. Victor Gonzalez is another one of these guys that maybe isn't going to be at the tip of everyone's tongue because he's pitching in the middle innings, but every time that guy came in, good things happened. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to say tomorrow, 1 o'clock, I want to do some pre-promotion here. 1 o'clock, I'll be back in L.A. um, and ready to party. By the way, there's a rumor that the Dodgers may try to do a celebration of some kind, that they might do a socially distanced um, celebration at Dodger Stadium at some point in the near future. Awesome. That's been bubbling around here. So there may be something uh, to celebrate. I saw those guys at the drive-in. They kept showing them. Those guys looked like they were having a blast. Um, and the Dodger fans at the stadium, I mean, there was, you know, let's go Dodgers all game long. Um, one, two, three strikes, you're out. Um, <laughs> you know, all that stuff was just huge tonight. Uh, so I, I think the fans that were here and they're walking by me here and actually figuring out who I am, uh, <laughs> but because uh, I've been wearing a mask. Right. Um, but it it's uh, it it was an unbelievable experience, and I just think. God that I was here for it. Yeah, it was it was incredibly fun to watch. I'm sure that seeing it in person just takes it to a whole nother level. Mesa, it was good talking to you after each of these. Congratulations to you. Like congratulations to all the Dodger fans out there. Just a great, great night. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Treff. You got it. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to take a bunch of phone calls. I'm looking at it. It is absolutely loaded up. And here's so here, here's the deal I'm going to make with all of you. As long as you keep calling, I'm going to keep taking them. So we're going to get to everybody. If you're on hold and you want to talk, I will put you on. That is a guarantee. Plus, my pal LZ, he wants to jump in as well. We're going to do that next. It's all coming up on a World Series celebration party here on 710 ESPN.